What's up, Syracuse fans? It's Thursday morning, but day one of our preview to Syracuse football in 2022, and we are so excited to welcome in the roots of Terry Lockett on the defensive line, his coach from back in the day, joining the program right here on Locked On Syracuse. Let's do it. You are Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. No better way to spend your Thursday than with Locked On Syracuse. I'm Brent Klein alongside Matt Bonaparte, and we are very, very happy to bring in Coach William Watson of Springfield Central High School and one of the father figures in the development of Syracuse defensive tackle, Terry Lockett. Coach, thank you so much for taking the time. Thanks for having me. Now, you are here on Locked on Syracuse. We appreciate the fans making it your first listen every day, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And now we have another friend of the pod. Happy to to add you to our Rolodex here. We're talking about Terry Lockett because right now he is the guy to look out for on the Syracuse defense after an uber productive freshman season, a true freshman season. Was there any bit of surprise on your end when he was really shining in his limited time? Two sacks. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, you know, I, I've, I've been, you know, hollering his name um, since middle school. Um, you know, everywhere he's gone, he, he's always been a standout player. Um, and, and I know he goes about the game the correct way. You know and I mean? In the offseason, as far as preparing yourself uh, mentally, physically, um, he's all in. So um, nothing that he does surprises me, although surprise me in the future because um, I expect more out of him. I, I expect him to, to pick it up, um, you know, another seven seven to ten notches this year. Um, and, and, you know, I think, you know, Syracuse fan base will be very happy at the conclusion of this season with the production they get out of him. And you alluded to it a little bit, how you met him and you've known him since middle school. Tell us about how you met Terry and what how your relationship started. Um, well, I, I've been coaching um, in this area, high school and, and youth for over 20 years and um actually i think the first time i seen him he was playing baseball he was playing baseball my son was on the team my son was one of the, you know one of the younger guys on the team but terry was like one of the bigger the probably the biggest kid in the league um you know it, and so i you know just off you know off the strength of that and me being a football and basketball coach you know um he caught my eye um I, you know spoke to his mother um, we used to have conversations during the baseball games and, you know, one thing led to another. And he ended up playing um, basketball for me, um, had a lot of success. He was, he was a, a very good basketball player at the time. And then, um, you know, we, we kind of um, got him into playing football and, you know, the relationship kind of took off from there. Now, Coach, I don't think you'd lie to us in the first three minutes of this interview, but when I hear Terry Lockett baseball, I have a tough time just envisioning it. Six foot three, two sixty four <laughs> right now. What position was he playing on the diamond? Listen, this kid, he was a pitcher. Okay. Right? So he, he was throwing heat, but he also can play in the field, and he would hit, I mean, he would hit home runs in parks. That had no walls. Like the ball was just. I mean, he, he the, the ball flew off his back 
Um, I would if if I if he was my son, I would have kept him in baseball. I wouldn't have let him stop playing baseball. He was he was um he was phenomenal at a young age. And I really thought like, you know, if he wanted to, he could he could have um he could have been an excellent baseball player if that's where he committed his time to. But he had a passion at the time for basketball. And then um, you know, we talked him into playing football. But um, you know, that's what he wanted to do. So AAU basketball is at the same time as baseball. So he kind of, you know, started moving away from the baseball um game, the game of baseball and started playing basketball a little more. While Brad and I were doing our research, we read a couple of quotes from a couple of articles, one of which uh, where Terry says, quote, at first, when I started to play football, I wasn't an athlete. I was just a big kid. I didn't feel like I was good enough. Uh, And then later on says on the field, I don't have any friends. If you're on the opposite team, you're not my friend off the field. We can be best friends. But if we're competing against each other, we're going to go at each other. How did he go from the first quote to the second quote? Just tell us about that development. Yeah, it was it was I mean, it was a process. You know, um, he Terry is a, a protector at heart. What I mean by that is if if you're his friend, he, he'll go to war for you, you know, and um, he, he was a, he was always a, a, a gentle, you know, person. Um, but you didn't want that. You didn't want to flip that switch. You didn't want to see the other side. He's one of those guys that, you know, he, he's polite, he's humble, and you just kind of want to keep him that way because um, when when he finally does um, get to that point where he's upset, it's very hard to contain that energy, you know, and put it back and and you know put it away. So he he's um he had he he hits that switch now when he plays football. But um, early, he probably lacked a little confidence on the football field. You know, he, he played in the youth program with um, a lot of good talent. You know, a lot of the kids um, in his class and in the class before him and in the class after him, um, are, you know, there's a lot of Division One kids and a lot of, you know, um, kids that have, that, that have dominant personalities. And, you know, he came out a little late to the game. Those guys, a lot of those guys started playing when they were like six, seven years old. So by the time they were 10, they was, you know, as confident as all, you know what, and he was just entering the game. And so it took him a little time to realize, you know, the potential that he had. But um, once he realized it, um, you know, his confidence skyrocketed and he became like a different person overnight. Talking to William Watson here from Springfield Central High School and the patriarch of Terry Lockett's development. And we're previewing Terry Lockett as a big part, as a cornerstone of the Syracuse defense. Coach, you mentioned the word confidence over and over there. And to me, it's surprising to hear that that was ever something that Lockett had to figure out because that is the first thing that I noticed when I saw him on the field was the confidence. And that's what you need as a true freshman who maybe even maybe for most guys physically overmatched, but Lockett, not really. He was ready to go from day one, but the confidence was there. So how how else can he improve? What's the next step in his development? Because confidence is figured out. Um, Yeah, he, he definitely has the confidence. He has to continue working. And I think um, the reason why I think he'll do um, better this year than last year is because he had to get um, he had to get accustomed to the system that he's playing in now. You know, he, he's they're asking him to do different things, obviously, that than we were asking him to do in high school. Um, and so he, he had to learn those techniques. And I'm sure he was thinking while he was playing, um, trying to make sure he was doing the right thing. I think this year those things will happen naturally. He won't have to think about am I lined up correctly? You know, um, think about striking the keys or, you know, hand, like th- those things should flow naturally and he should be looking to take it to the next level. You know, he shouldn't be worried about the basics. He should be that that should come easy. And he should be worried about 
um, being great and, you know, how, how to, you know, um, continue to, to progress on what he's learning from the coaches. So um, I think the fact that he's more comfortable and he has a better understanding of the system, I think that's going to help him. And I think another having a, a whole off season um, in the Syracuse um, weightlifting program and, and, you know, being able to eat correctly and, and, you know, do some things to his body. I think um, he's going to be in the best shape that he, you know, that, that he's been in and, um, you know, those things are going to help contribute to him being a dominant player, but he, he is a phenomenal, phenomenal football player. And, and I can't wait till, you know, the season comes so he can let the country know that. You mentioned a little bit about what he experiences at SU. What else has he told you about his time on the Hill and how often do you guys keep in touch and talk to each other? Um, I think he was down here not too long ago. Um, he, he calls me probably a little more in season than out of season, you know, in season last year, he was, you know, letting me know what was going on in practice. Um, kind of showing me things, asking for, and I, and I would tape his games too, because I'm usually outside uh, when they play, but I would, you know, put the Syracuse games on DVR. So when he came home, um, we sat down and watched some of the games and, you know, I was asking him questions and, and, you know, telling him, you know, this is what you need to do to, you know, to have a bigger impact and, you know, asking why maybe he didn't think of doing that <clears throat> because sometimes the coach, you know, coaches have scheme and they want you to be in a certain place at a certain time. So we were just kind of, you know, going back and forth, but we talk often, um, you know, my, my, you know, he can always call me um, anytime of, of, you know, day and night, um, you know, so we, we, we speak often and, and, you know, we'll always talk, you know, we'll always talk if it's just to see how each other's doing and how the families are doing and so on and so forth we, you know we'll, we'll always speak we're talking about terry lockett here all six foot three 264 of him and coach let's take a time out and talk to the fans about how they can get to six foot three and 264 230 yep 264 because i don't want to shortchange him and that is built bar because built bar is finally here with yet another flavor you probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk built bar but guess what your friends at built are giving coconut brownie chunk the puffs treatment that's right the coconut brownie chunk built bar flavor you love in a delicious chewy marshmallow covered in 100 percent real chocolate it's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness but stop drooling and listen to me they're good for you low calorie low sugar high protein and and really really delicious it's my new favorite so go to built.com use the promo code lock 15 and get 15 percent off your order again it's promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off at built.com all right, coach. And one, uh, well, hold on, Brad. I got one more thing to say. Oh, man, one live, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, one live NBA draft show is not enough for Locked On. The entire NBA channel is going live on NBA draft night. So if you have an NBA fa- or favorite NBA team, make sure you go subscribe now to their Locked On YouTube channel so you get notified when they go live on NBA draft night. Go ahead, Brad. All right, coach. Well, oh, hello, spin cycle. All right, we're talking about Terry Lockett here. <laughs> and how productive he was in his freshman mm-hmm. season. Now, you mentioned to me that he, he's going to have an easier time in his sophomore year and maybe even turn even more heads in the sophomore year because the adjustment period isn't going to be that dramatic. Of course, the three-three-five defense is something that almost everyone has to get used to, but Tony White is the defensive coordinator for Syracuse. He got the job a month prior to Terry's commitment to Syracuse. Oh, and we lost him. There, he's gone. Yeah, I think he. I don't think he could hear. So. Oh, 
All right. That's a good That's it's a... good practice from you for that soliloquy though. You were laying on him. Oh, I'm sorry. All right, here we go. <laughs> here he Coach comes. Coach you're back. We missed you. Yeah, it's having some technical difficulties. All good, all good. Uh, okay. It, it's okay. You know what though? You are the first person in the, in the history of broadcasting to have technical difficulties. So that's on you. Uh, so I was talking to you about Terry's Terry's transition into the three three five defense because for a lot of people, I think that is a bit of a transition. But Tony White, the defensive coordinator, got the job with Syracuse a month prior to Terry's commitment. And so, what was that like transitioning from his defense in high school to the three three five? Um, I think you know first first of all, you know when he's in high school, um, we went to even front. He was playing a lot of um, a lot of gap techniques. Um, whether he was inside or outside, he was you know he was always on the shoulder. Um, you know, in the three three five, I think he plays um, a little more head up. On you know whether it's the center, um, a lot of times he's in the zero you know in the zero technique, so he's head up with the center. Sometimes he's in a you know you can see him in the four or a three technique. But um, also, I think at Syracuse he's he's playing um, you know they're, they're exchanging gaps, so sometimes he may be looping. Um, one, two gaps over. So you may line up, start up in the one technique and end up, you know, in the B gap on the other side of the of the, of the defense. And, you know, you see linebackers kind of coming in and blitzing. So it's he's playing a little sideways sometimes, um, a little more often, and, and they're getting pressure using the linebackers upfield. Um, so I think that's probably a big, dif- you know, difference for him um, as opposed to just kind of putting his hand down and going all the time. But um, you know, in college, you have to show more looks. You know, you have to be a little versatile as far as what you do. And so I, I just think they use a little more um, variety of techniques, at, you know, at Syracuse, obviously, than we used at uh, Central High School. And, Coach, like we've said a couple times now, we know uh, that you've known him for a long time. When did you know Terry was going to be something special? I would say sixth grade. Sixth grade, wow. I, I started. I started communicating that to him. Um, and then I started telling everybody else when he was in seventh grade. Um, and when I say everybody else, I mean, like, I, I was, you know, he was playing in um, all-star games. He was playing in, you know, started playing in FBU and things like that. And when I would talk to the coaches about him, I would say, listen, this is one of the best defensive linemen in the country. Um, and the reason I had that confidence is because we were going all over the country and we were playing. And, I don't care who we played. I don't care what state we was in. He always had success. He always stood out. He was always one of the best players on the field. So, um, you know, I was always very confident in, um, in his skill set and his abilities. And, I, you know, I, I became vocal about it when he was in seventh grade. So, um, you know, I seen it in middle school. He was dunking. He was dunking with both hands um, in wow. middle school. You know, and, and he might have. Yeah, he, and he, was a, he was a big kid in middle school, so. Wasn't too too far under the two sixty four, but he was he would dunk with the left hand. He could dunk with the right hand. Um, you know, he, he was he was a good athlete. Coach, when someone says Terry Lockett, what memories come to mind? Any special stories that really stick out about Terry at a young age developing into the player he is today? Um, oh, we you know, yeah, we have a million stories. The thing that I remember though about what sticks out the most to me. Um, is, is his his character really and I'm not just saying that like when he was in middle school um you know he would have his days where you know he, he might have um, gotten in a little trouble in school or you know at home or whatever the case and 
So the, the, the story I remember the most is, is his mother um, bringing him to me um, because he, you know, because he had got in trouble. And, um, you know, I, I, I screamed, you know, I screamed and, and, you know, said some words to him um, basically to tell him, like, you know, you better get your act together if you want to continue, you know, playing sports um, and, and just kind of stressed in my own way the importance of academics and his school work. Um, and how it pertains to a, you know his football career, um, and the reason that conversation and that night sticks out to me is because the next time I spoke to him, you know he apologized or whatever, said it wouldn't happen again. But you know I'm more about actions. I want to see, um, I want to see what your actions um, speak of. And, and from that point on, he became like a, a, a phenomenal student. Um, there was times in high school where he was a 4.0 student, um, where he would have, uh, you know, perfect semesters, all A's, um, and, and he would be, you know, down when he had a B. And I don't remember what he, what he finished with from a GPA standpoint, but I know it was a phenomenal, you know, like 3.4, three, 3.0, three, you know, somewhere around that, that area. And the thing about it is he kind of, he was one of the guys, I mean, we had a couple more, but he changed the mentality of our whole football program. You know, like he was one of the guys that made it cool to be the smartest kid in the room, you know, to, to take academics seriously, to, to go from the weight room to the classroom on your own um, and study, you know, your homework while you're waiting for your ride and just do everything you can do to make sure you was an A student. Um, we have kids from, from our community that grow up with nothing. Um, you know, one parent, um, sometimes, you know, parents on drugs, whatever the case, but these kids are... are, are excelling in school and a football field and they're going to Ivy League schools. They're going, you know, just just things that we couldn't dream of. And he is one of the guys who kind of changed the standards around here because he was a very popular person. And his actions, you know, the younger kids was looking at him and they was he was a role model. He was a mentor for some of them. And what he showed them was that, you know, it's it's easy to anybody can drop out of school. You know, like that's something that anybody can do is the hard thing what makes you tough is to get to come to school every day, wake up in the morning, be at school on time, do your work, do your homework, be at practice every day. You know, just just being accountable for you and um, his character more than, you know, as much as as highly I, as I think of him as a football player, I think um, 10 times more of him as a person, because that is the mark that he left on our program. You know, just one of them. Um, being hard, a hard worker and doing the right thing. And he made it, you know, he was one of the guys that made it cool to do the right thing. And, and you know, that, that's what stands out to me about him, and that's what I love about him. Coach, you mentioned kind of a turning point in Terry, especially in his success off the field with the academics. And now, I don't know if you're aware, but for the people listening – uh, SU athletic director is on a roll in the spring semester. So academically, he is not a broken stride since that talking to you gave him. Is that something that Terry needs, kind of a tough love leadership? And is that something that Dino provides, or is it a different voice in his ear? He, he, he doesn't need it anymore. You know, he, does, he, knows, he knows what to do. I, I haven't um, had to talk to Terry since he was in middle school. You know, like it's not something that had to continue going on. Um, it, was, it was really, you know, maybe once or twice, one time about school and, and one time about, you know, um, being in the house and, and how he needed to, you know, conduct himself being, you know, he, he was the only male 
in his house. He, he grew up with a couple of sisters and his mother. And so his role, you know, was, was greater than most kids had to be. And he needed to accept that. And he did, you know, he's a person that you talk to once he gets it and he, he's going to make the change. I haven't had to speak to him since then. He, he, he knows what he has to do. He's his own man. He knows how to take care of himself. He knows how to, how to move forward. Um, he doesn't need any, you know, motivational speeches, any pep talks. Like he's a young man that's on point and, and you know, he's a leader. He's a leader. And, and, and so, you know, taking care of himself is easy. He can do that uh, with no problem. So I expect to hear that he's excelling in school. I expect to hear that he's excelling in the classroom. I expect to hear that he's excelling in life um, because that's what he's been doing um, consistently for the last, um, you know, five, six, seven years. You talk about him growing up as the only man in the house having to be the man of the house. And you talk about how it kind of made him a leader. How much did he translate that onto the football field? I think, I think he, I think it translated. Well, I think, um, you know, it was a process he had to learn, you know, and, and, um, we all did, you know, he, he was a lot, um, he was a a faster learner than, than I was at his age. Um, you know, and he just needed to be told how to, you know, what, what the correct thing is. I think he always wanted to do the right thing. He just needed a little bit of help on what, you know, how, how to handle himself correctly and, and what doing the right thing meant. You know, like sometimes you want to do the right thing, you just don't know. You know, you don't know that, um, you know, you're, you're not supposed to give your mother a hard time when she asks you, you know, to take out the trash. Um, you're not supposed to, you know, roll your eyes. So, you know, if you don't know, if nobody's ever said, hey, don't do that, so on and so forth, then, you know, you don't know you're doing anything wrong. So, you know, it's like when you cough, you're supposed to cover your mouth when you're around people. But if nobody ever told you, you're just sitting around, <laughs> you know, but you don't know you're doing anything wrong, you know. So he just needed to know um, once he once you tell him the right thing, though, know, he, he takes care of it himself. And, you know, he's very consistent and, and you know, he's a very smart, he's a very smart young man. So. Um, he, he doesn't need me um, to correct anything about him anymore. And I got one last one for you, Coach. You want to go ahead, Brad? Okay. I have one last one for you. More on the football side of things for this upcoming season. Obviously, we got a glimpse of him last year, but we didn't really get the whole picture. What kind of season are you expecting from Terry Lockett in 2022? Listen, I, 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 want, I told him, you know, I, I want him to be mentioned among the best D linemen in the ACC. You know, that I think that is um, an achievable goal this year. Um, you know, he can do more, but at the bare minimum, you know, let's be all ACC. Um, you know, and, and to do that, you know, he has to help his team win. He has to make plays that helps, you know, Syracuse win football games. He has to, you know, get penetration, make plays in the backfield. He has to get to the quarterback. Um, last year, I think he got – couple of hurries or he would be a step or two away he's got to, you know he's got to finish those he's got to close a little quicker and so I think those are the things that he's working on just you know instead of being half a step late let's be you know a step early let's get there and, and let's finish the play so um you know those are the things that we talk about just you know getting the job done no excuses um finding ways you know to, to help your team win games and you know obviously I, I watched a, a few Syracuse games last year because he's on the team so I'm rooting for Syracuse, um, but you know they they had some some close games, and I think if he can make a few plays here and there, along with obviously you know everyone else on the team, but if they can pick it up just a little bit, um, 
you know, their record, you know, can turn around quickly. I was at the Clemson game last year when they played um, in the Dome, and I, I thought that was a winnable game, you know, and I thought totally. um, that Syracuse, the reason they didn't win, um, had everything to do with them and not with Clemson. But Agreed. Clemson is still one of the more talented teams in the country, and so if you can go toe-to-toe with Clemson and you come back and your roster's a little better, I would expect that you, you know, that the, the team and the record um, is better at the end of the, you know, at the end of the season. And, um, you know, it, it's something that's doable. You know, they're not far off. They got some talented guys on the team, them corners. Um, somebody, you know, those guys, I remember, stand out. Obviously, the running back is a phenomenal um, football player. Um, so, they, you know, they, it's the, the difference, the margin between winning and losing is so small. Um, and, and, you know, I, I would love to see Syracuse um, get over the hump and have a great season because, um, you know, it's, I, I know the type of program Syracuse is. Um, it's a school that, you know, I, I almost went to Syracuse when I came out of high school. So it's, you know, I know a lot about the school and I'm, I'm, um, it's, a, it's a great place to be and it's, it's a great place when Syracuse football team is winning. So, you know, let, let, let's see what happens this year. Coach, you'll always be forever orange in our hearts. Despite not going to Syracuse, you brought us Terry Locke, and, and for that, we are in your debt because Syracuse fans nationwide, very excited for what Lockett is set to do next season. You're poisoning him for all ECC. Only one way to find out, and we will find out in the fall. Again, Coach, thank you so much for taking the time, and good luck with your season coming up. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks. And tomorrow on Locked on Syracuse, we'll bring you even more Syracuse coverage. We appreciate you making Locked on Syracuse your first listen every day. We encourage you to turn to the NBA as well because the first picks of the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft have been made. Search now for Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and get over 50 insiders, the Odyssey sports experts, the draft experts of Locked On NBA Big Board, the top, the five, excuse me, the five-episode Ultimate NBA Mock Draft is underway. Make Ultimate NBA Mock Draft your second listen today.